Hello and welcome to episode number 41 of Modern Art is Rubbish. You alright Tom? Uh, yeah, my name's Paul. You're not Tom, where are you? Uh, I went to school with you. Yeah, oh yeah, you did, you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, due to unforeseen uh, circumstances, unfortunately Tom can't be with us. So uh, my friend Paul, who I've known for a long time, who doesn't know that much about art, has uh, <laughs> volunteered to step in. Yeah, well, I sort of beg to differ because you've told me quite a lot over the oh, years. Oh, yes. Yes, I, he, yeah, yes, he has had the benefit of knowing myself. Um, to, but, Tom, oh, sorry, I was force of habit here. Paul, so are you going to be uh, as witty and as informed and give me wonderful insights in the way that Tom does? I expect that. No. Oh. <laughs> so coming up today, I thought we were going to talk about a few news stories. Are you up for a few news stories of art? Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, come on, can you say it with more enthusiasm, Paul? Absolutely. That's what Tom would do, and that's what we want to see from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite exciting. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about... Uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry to say this, listeners. We're going to have to talk about Banksy again because he's in the news yet again. And I know a little bit about Banksy. <laughs> also, we're going to talk about um, sculpture by Jeff Koons in Paris. And finally, we will talk about featured artwork, which is by Art and Language. And it's actually a mirror. And Paul specifically has had uh, experience of the said mirror. Is that not correct? Yes. Yes. Just keep keep it till later, Paul, whatever you all know. <laughs> and also, if you uh, listen till the end, I've actually done a cover artwork for a book for a friend of mine, and I'll give the details of how you can get it for free. Yes, for free at the end of the show. So on to the first one. Paul Banksy's just opened a showroom in Croydon to promote the opening of his online shop, Gross Domestic Products. So basically, he's put like a sort of like a showroom which no one can go in, but it's got things like it's got you know the uh, Frosty Tiger. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's he's got like that on the floor. It looks like it's just been killed, and it's like Tony <laughs> the Tiger. So you know, like those people there for like the tiger, tiger head and the skin on the on the as a rug. It's like one of those, but with Tony the Tiger. Does that mean I'm going to have to eat Rice Krispies now? Why? Because <laughs> it might put me off. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> Brand switching. Sorry, I was very slow on that. <laughs> Other, oh, I'm going to take Marcus's saying here and he's going to edit this out. Other uh, cereals stop, are available. Stop, Paul. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> um so basically, this showroom is to promote his uh, up-and-coming online shop called Gross Domestic Product, and it's going to be, according to him, selling impractical and offensive merchandise, such as clocks, uh, you know, with the f famous Banksy rat. You know, you've probably seen a Banksy rat in your I've life. seen a few of Banksy his rats. rats. Yeah, yeah. so there'll be a rat on the face, that's one of the things, and also welcome mats made from the life jackets of refugees. Your favourite Stormzy? These uh, jackets, bulletproof jacket, that's going to be in the shop. I do not like Stormzy. What? <laughs> well, I do not hate Stormzy, but I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, I'm glad you got this out. You do realise <laughs> this is going to go to thousands of listeners. I, I've never, I know one song by Stormzy, just to sort of go yeah. slightly off. Would you care to share that Stormzy song you know? I think it's called Grace. Oh, well, that's enough of that then. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is your storms. That's your that's your flirtation <laughs> with grime over for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it's all bang bang bloody bang to me. So basically, you're. I know what you're looking at me, and you're thinking, Marcus. Well, why has uh, why has he started this shop? Why why would he want to do that, Marcus? Why has Banksy started this shop? Why would he want to do that? Good question. Um, basically, after getting advice from his legal team, they suggested that he start selling his own merchandise to avoid under EU law his trademark being used by another company. Um, what's happened is, is there's a greetings card company that's been going out and photographing Banksy works, which are in public, mm. you know, on the street, and making them into cards and selling them. Right. And he's going I'll, up against that. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah, obviously being it's a, it's a legal case going on at the moment. Mm. But basically... Banksy said on the subject of greetings card companies contesting the trademark I hold to my art and attempting to take custody of my name so they can sell their fake Banksy merchandise legally. Now, it is an ongoing case and the greetings company said in a statement, we don't infringe his rights in any way. We don't use his trademarks or his brand name. We make cards that feature Banksy's public graffiti. It's a legitimate enterprise. And basically a lawyer representing the card company has made an application for a declaration of invalidity against a Banksy EU trademark. My judgment is swift and hallowed. Banksy says, you know, I still encourage anyone to copy, borrow and steal and amend my art for amusement academic research or activism i just don't want them to get sole custody of my name although no, the card company has denied this claim so. yeah i get i mean i get the feeling with banksy that it's the commerce side of it is not the thing that he yeah. tends to love i mean he one of his one of his artworks the other day went for five times as much was it yeah it's like 9.5 million yeah dollars or so he's going yeah. strat like i mean he's obviously been stratospheric for quite a few yeah, years yeah. but his stuff is now started to go like yeah, mega yeah. And yeah, and I, I always get the sense, especially when he did that film Exit Through the Gift Shop, yeah. I always get a sense that the commerce side of things of what he did was obviously beside the point. So it's almost like it's kind of like the massive juxtapose that the stuff that he does as graffiti is now yeah, kind yeah. of... Nice use of the word juxtapose there as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked that up from acting class with Marcus no, you... when I was at school. <laughs> no, you didn't. You picked it up from avidly listening to our podcast didn't you i picked it up from avidly listening to marcus's and tom's yeah. podcast <laughs> so um yeah so that's uh, uh in the news story at the moment obviously one doesn't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of talking about a case that's already ongoing in public yeah, yeah. of course Okay, so on to the next uh, item we want to talk about, uh, which is the Jeff Koons sculpture. It's called Bokeh of Tulips. I'm going to show uh, Paul a picture now of this sculpture, and I'm going to get your reaction to it. Now, just to describe it, it's a 41 feet high stainless steel and aluminium sculpture. And it's of a giant arm sort of coming out of the ground and it's clutching about 11 brightly coloured tulips whose stems are the same colours as the flowers. You know, the colours of the flowers include bright blue, yellow, bright green and red. And the actual uh, flower heads 
of the tulips look a bit like balloon flowers. So it's a massive bunch of balloon flowers being held by a hand. What's your what's your gut reaction? What does it say to you, Tom? Tom? Tom, Paul? What does it say to you, Paul? <laughs> so my gut reaction of just looking at this picture, I, I personally, I want to know what that building is behind it. I, it looks kind of familiar. It's the Garden of the Champs-Élysées in, in Paris. Oh, yeah. that's why I recognise it, because I've actually been there twice. And so, Paul, what, what's your reaction when you look at that picture? Joy. Joy. Right, if I say what the artist intends it to be, and I'll tell you what it's about. Okay. It's a symbol of remembrance, optimism and healing. Do you right. feel that? No. No. I, I'm not, I, I don't love it, to be honest. I don't like the colours. I think it's a bit too bright. Okay. It's a bit too crazy. Right, well, this was actually built, uh, are you ready? This was built actually as a homage to people killed in the 2015 terror attacks. Oh my God. Yeah, so do you remember the one that was, um, there was nearly 130 people killed in 2015. Do you remember there was a gunman that went into a, into, into, the, a, into the rock concert? Yeah, in into Paris. the rock concert. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I think when you tell me what it's actually for yeah. is why that yeah like it's nice that they've got a sculpture it's nice that they've thought of doing something yeah. to in memorial but normally you would see something that makes a bit of sense my initial reaction was guilt that when you told me what it was about that i didn't feel better about it when you look at balloon tulips do you do you think of remembrance and optimism and healing no no, <laughs> no. I know. It's, it's... I mean, I mean, you know, if you if you take the Second World War, is it the First World War, the poppies? Yeah, that all makes sense because of yeah. poppy field. I don't know if I saw it in reality, I might enjoy it a bit more. I might be able to sort of maybe I'm not supposed to enjoy it. Maybe that's the point. So, so the thing is with the sculpture, it wasn't you know universally popular, and uh, part of the reason was that uh, that Jeff Coons, he didn't actually build the sculpture. He just said to the people of France, you know. I'm giving you the concept and the right to build it. But basically, they had to pay for it themselves. So if I said you for Christmas, Paul, just uh, just in case, uh, not that I rarely get you anything anyway, but if I said to you, Paul, I've actually designed a sculpture of you, a statue of you, right? And But I'm not going to build it for Christmas. I'm not going to build the statue of you. I'm just going to give you the designs and the right to make it as a present. Would you be pleased with that present? So what you're so let me just get this clear. So what you're saying is is that you're the architect, yeah, and I'm the builder. Yes. Um, In words, yes. Thanks, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> so they it was raised with private money, and part of the controversy was because, of course, it's all gift aid, so there's no tax on the donations, and it cost three point five million euros to build, and the French people had to pay for it. Now. It did run over budget, about a million dollars over budget. So what's that, about 700,000 euros, approximately? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, about 700,000 euros. Jeff Coons did agree to pay the actual amount it ran over budget. And also, he is going to give 80% of the royalties he receives to the victims of the families and 20% of any profits that he makes from any sort of like merchandise relating to it or other copies to 20% why not all of it to maintenance well 20% to maintenance and 80% to the victims oh right because yeah. it costs money to yeah to keep it yeah and now a message from our sponsor me, me. 
Oh, what is it, baby? It's four in the morning. Me and your mother are trying to sleep. Miss Modern Eye is rubbish and I can't sleep. Ah. Okay, let's go to modernartisrubbish.com. Sign up to the subscriber list. Now, what's your name, baby? Mm, Baby. Ah. Baby. And your email? Baby at gmail.com. Baby at gmail.com. There we are. Sign up. You're going to get a free high-definition artwork. And we'll get updates, but no spam. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, thank you. And you can unsubscribe at any time. Really? Oh, good, Daddy, good. Oh, I can sleep in peace. I hope you and Mother have a lovely night. Thank you, baby. See you in the morning. On to the final uh, thing I want to talk about. Paul, uh, you went to the Tate Modern uh, not so long ago, and I... Remember you having quite a bad experience where you weren't impressed with a piece of art. Do you want to uh, tell the people listening what that art was? The the one that really stood out, basically just a mirror in one of the rooms in the gallery. And as you walk past it, it said that it had like obviously a write-up of what, what the art represented. I can't remember who it was by. Marcus probably knows. Said something along the lines of, you when you're not near the mirror you're not part of the art. As you walk into the reflection of the mirror, you become part of the art. People around you are part of the art, but they're not the main focus of the art. But you are the main focus. As you leave, you no longer become part of the art and you exit the art. It's a mirror. That is where I sort of draw the line at the importance of modern art and what it means and... And it raises too many questions. And actually, although I actually quite enjoy that because I quite enjoy talking about that, in tense of the fact that it's art, no, it's not. It's a mirror. Mirror. Well, it's interesting. That actually was a piece that was uh, made in 1965 uh, by an artist called Michael Baldwin. Now, he was part of a movement called Art and Language, which was founded in the early 1960s. And uh, they did many sort of pieces that questions the nature of art theory, pioneers of conceptual art. And uh, interesting enough, he actually made this when he was only 20 years old. So, right there you go. Would you so, have come up with a mirror piece when you were 20? You feel... You feel <laughs> well, basically, I'm going to explain to you what it is. It was questioning the nature of paintings. Paintings, uh, you know, uh, previously, most paintings are just rectangle shapes and you have to create a kind of like an alternate reality within those rectangle shapes so we go and we look at a painting and it's like another world or uh, you you know you invite to look inside the artist's mind now they thought well if you put a mirror up it's kind of turning it on the head because you go to look at a painting and you're looking at something that's outside of reality but a mirror is reflecting what is real so that's part of the other the other reason you see. Okay. So he's he's just questioning reality and what you see. And also, interestingly enough, that is one of the most popular pieces in the Tate Modern because a lot of people take selfies on it. Yeah, I mean it's certainly a talking point. It's certainly like nobody else has done something like that. It's quite interesting. At that time, yeah. And and all, yeah, at that time. And also, like with a lot of art, what generally tends to sort of follow it, from what I gather, is what's behind it. Right, yeah. what people think, what people say, you know, Duchamp with his toilet, like it's massive, like, but it's again, it's just a toilet. I obviously understand all of that 
And the reason I'm talking about it is is just perpetuating all of that, right? So it's working. It's, yeah. it's doing what it, it's doing what it is intended to do, I guess. Did you have a bad hair day? Is that why you didn't like looking in the mirror at that time? <laughs> yeah, well, depending on what day I looked, it was probably less hair than I normally had. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Paul, thank you very much for coming in uh, and uh, standing in for Tom. It's much appreciated. I'm quite moved to do my first podcast with you after knowing you for so long. Yeah, this is uh, one of the more successful projects that we've worked on over the years. Yeah, yeah, we haven't argued, have we? We didn't actually argue over it or <laughs> fall out. We will fall out as soon as the mics go down, of course. Um, so uh, just to let you know, please head over to the website and subscribe. We've got an email list and we'll keep you updated on all things modern art is rubbish. It's very easy to subscribe, isn't it, Paul? You've subscribed. You love it, don't you? Yes, I have subscribed. I was actually your first ever subscriber, considered considering I helped you with your email yes, list. Yes, you did. Thank you, Paul. So it's it, Paul. Paul thoroughly recommends it. I thoroughly recommend that you subscribe to Modern Art is Rubbish, and you will get a free, high quality resolution download from Marcus, which is one of his really nice pieces of art, and you'll really enjoy it. Okay, just just be finally before you, we do our buys, I did mention about the fact that you can get a free book on on Amazon for your Kindle. And uh, I designed the cover for it, and it's called Micro Lives, and it's a compelling collection of flash fiction stories written by the author Amanda Hodgson. And I'll put a link on our website so you can go and you can click on it, and you can get your free ebook. So it's just buyers, then, Paul. I'm going to do mine in a West Country accent. You do it, boy. Oh, come on, can you do it better than that? Tom would have done it much better. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving that in and the laugh <laughs> bye bye